not the one going crazy. You are. Papa. What's up, kids? How are you doing today? It's been a while. Since we sat down and did this, I mean, to you, it hasn't been a while. To you, this all probably seems fairly seamless. This probably seems like everything kind of nicely coordinates and goes along its way, and everything just you know continues, and the world keeps spinning because the content keeps coming. Because as I mentioned in a previous podcast, I drip feed content to you, you know, and it's not all not all shot in sequence, as it were. As such, the timeline for the world does probably go fairly up and down for you as well. You know, it's it's. Something which is is just a cacophony of the things I do. It doesn't really matter when I create them, I just create them. I do date things though, like when I when I create them and they go out. But that's why, you know, when you watch those first few podcasts of the year, uh, you know that they were recorded in twenty twenty. You know, that's that's something people were dealing with at the time and I think that's something we mentioned. Is that it really does give you a, a solid point of reference to say hey this is when this is when all of this happened this is you know and this is what they were dealing with at one point and in fact the one which i did with uh, sam saint i thoroughly remember we were recording the podcast and uh she lives down in london and they went into tier three as we were recording literally went into tier three which as as uk resident that meant that they were you know suddenly under new lockdown rules and joining the north as it were in in uh, tier three but that's not what we're talking about today we're not talking about covid we don't want to talk about covid today um what is this episode this is episode 150 150 episodes that means you know if you've got 150 episodes and each one of them is 30 minutes long at least you've got i'm just doing some quick math 4500 worth of content uh, which has been created through the Yelling at Concrete podcast, which is a long way to go, and I don't really see a, a point in stopping in, in any way, shape, or form. As I say, I tend to stay fairly, fairly, uh, stay fairly well prepared when I kind of head into doing projects and stuff. And I was recently having a conversation which got me thinking with a couple of friends about my motivations for doing things, and this is something which we've discussed before. I think. Back when I was initially starting the podcast, I had a discussion with a friend of mine, Rob Egan, which was just how I find motivation to do projects. And I know I've discussed it with um, Zach Jones as well from Hilderston. We discussed, you know, finding motivation to do projects and how coming up with those ideas and getting those things arranged. Really, I never really think about it. And that's the truth. I don't think about how I have motivation for things. I just accept that I do. And then when people try to get me to explain it, I I struggle to explain it because I can't explain it. Yeah. That, 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 that's just a that's a reality factor for me. But there was a very clear moment in uh one month we were in March, uh, February. A very clear moment in February when I was working on a project and I was talking to a friend and they were asking about how I'd found the time and the motivation to do something. And I think I've kind of boiled it down. And I think I don't know what I'm talking about. But at the same time, we're going to see how this plays out. So I'll tell you a little bit about the project first. So what I'd done was, 
and you may have already seen it by this point, um, I basically upcycled a vintage suitcase. So I take a vintage suitcase for the zines which I create, which is no point, and I modified it. I took a damaged suitcase and I modified it to make it useful for zines. So the process for that is fairly straightforward. Um, you know, I cleaned it out, paper mache, papier mache the inside of it, varnished it, painted it, lined the inside with fabric, and then I chopped out kind of wooden inserts, put them into the actual suitcase to make little dividers so it's all nice and uniform. I made myself a little spice rack shelf in order to sit in the back of the case so that I could prop zines up, zines, zines, zines up when I'm doing displays uh, and at fairs, you know, when fairs kind of re-become re a thing. And, you know, I did all of that. I did it in like a space of a weekend. Yeah, that's, that's, like, that's like, a, like a weekend project. The only thing which slowed me down was the fact that I had to wait for things to dry. And that's something which I actually have uh, in terms of paintings. If you see, if you're watching the video, you'll see a painting on my my uh, my right hand side. And that's you know when I create paintings, I like creating quick paintings. I don't like things which I'm going to have to pay a lot of attention to over a long period of time. I like very tactile, analog ways of production and very straightforward access to content. And the same with this. You know, I I barely edit this. It's 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 you know I, I chop off the beginning and the end. I I, I turn it black and white, and yeah, we I could skip that. I could I could make it black and white in camera if I wanted to, but I don't. You know, and I like having the option. But you know, I, I create quickly. I always have done, and I've I've just I tend to get something in my head and I go right. Well, we're going to do this now, and it can leave the house in absolute state. It can leave the house in you know a, a, an absolute burrow of madness but i'll do the project it'll get done yeah. that's all i really need is just a project it's just something to do and it's a complete coping mechanism and i know it's a complete coping mechanism you know it's it's something which i've done forever you know i've been giving myself a coping mechanism of something to distract me for for, for years and years and years but i was so I was, I was, <laughs> i've gotten off track already back to the point um so I was making this suitcase and I was telling a friend about it and I sent a few snaps through and just said, hey, this, you know, this is what I'm doing. And they just asked me like straight out. It's like, how are you finding the time and motivation to do this? Because I work full time. You know, I work full time. Sorry, that's my alarm going off. I work full time. Um, so that leaves me with a few hours in the morning and a few hours in the evening to do all the stuff I do and then my weekend days as well. Now, I do have a benefit in the sense of I don't have children and I don't have a partner so really I'm I'm a law unto myself in terms of who I'm responsible to and that's a big thing but I think it goes it goes larger than that and it's larger in that in a very simple way and I, there was a comment I made which kind of I, I didn't, didn't even think about it I just said it and then it suddenly sank into me that it's actually something which applies to a lot of the things I do and it's that there is no set timeline for this. Right? There is no set timeline for me, for anybody, in how and when things will be completed. And that doesn't scare me. And that's something which I know scares a lot of people. And I don't know how to imbue anyone else with 
my own mindset to be able to deal with that. Like the vastness of space and time just does not does not listen to me. So why should I listen to it? That makes sense. I feel like that kind of makes sense. I feel like I can explain this more. So the way I, I worded it to to my friend was, you know, I was sat in my living room. We were they were feeling you know, downtrodden about this idea that they, you know, there's so much time and, and I have to get things done and, and why, you know, I'm not creating at the rate I want to be creating and all these things. And I was like, right, okay, sit about it, sit, think about it this way. I could die tomorrow. I, I literally could die tomorrow. I could die right now. I could be sitting here in my bedroom. This podcast could never go out, so you wouldn't even get the context unless I leave something, a note, like a post-it to say, hey, friends, family, if you find this post-it, there's a recently recorded podcast. Um, I could die right now. I could just have an aneurysm. Something could call, fall through my ceiling. Someone could walk up behind me and slip my throat. These are things which could happen. Those things don't scare me. Because I have no control over them, so I don't spend time worrying about them. And it's not like I've come up with that idea... It's not like I've set out of my brain and gone, yeah, no, I shouldn't be scared about these things. I just don't. I I aren't. And I don't know why I aren't. I don't know why at some point something picked up from my brain and went, hey, you know what? All those things you can't control, uh, don't worry about them. Solve them, but don't worry about them. You know, you, you can, you know, if someone comes up behind me, I can fight my way through it. But don't, don't, don't focus on the idea that someone could come do that to you because... There's like a disconnect for me. Like at some point in my life, I went through something and my brain just went, all right, well, we have no value of control over any of this. So we can just, we can set this aside. We can, we can leave it for another day. We can listen to everything else because we can't control that idea. But I was saying that, like, I was sat in my living room and I was like, look, like a car could come through the window right now. Like a full-on semi-truck. That'd be impressive because my, my, my road's a tight turn. To get to get a semi-truck through my road would take a lot of effort, but it could happen. But like, you know, a, ga- a gas explosion. Anything could happen. So something could happen to me whilst I was sitting in my living room and it could end everything which I've already started. You know? So... The idea of not finishing a project just doesn't bother me because there's a million things I can't control and there's a million things which I don't know are coming. So if I doesn't get, if I doesn't if I don't get a project done then I don't get a project done. I'm not going to have unfinished business about it because I could just die. The amount of fine artists and paintings which we see unfinished because the artist died halfway through is insane. And I don't think I'm bothered that if something goes unfinished. In fact, it's probably more poignant that something's unfinished. That someone died continuing what they love, continuing what they are passionate about. So when I create things, the same can be said very much along the lines of if... You know, if I don't create something, that also doesn't matter. I'm not creating and I'm not building and and displaying for the legacy timeline of myself. I'm doing it because it's what I enjoy doing. 
And that's probably the easiest way I can explain it. It's just there, there is no timeline for this. You know, there's no, no way to say what will happen tomorrow. And there's no way to say what will happen today in the next 10 seconds. There is nothing which indicates that to me. So when I create work and when I think about creating work, I'm not thinking, oh, you know, oh, I must do this before I'm such and such age or if I get this done by the deadline. You know, every deadline is set is, is unique to me. It's just because, all right, well, that fits in better. You know, the logic overtakes of when I need to get things done and how I need to get things done um, from a mindset point of view of, all right, well, you know, back in the day when I was doing T-shirts and stuff, it was like, oh, right, well, you know, I need to make money because I need to survive and I need to be able to buy food and pay my rent. And those are things which are there. And I right now I have the privilege of working full time. So that financially supports me. So when I do projects, I do them for me. And I think as creators, that's something which is important to remember. It's something which is important to kind of really grasp onto. It's just, it's just a no set timeline. We could all disappear tomorrow and everything could mean nothing. You know, that that's something which I think about quite a bit, actually, is the idea that, you know, when, when I pass on and when I go, and I'm sorry this, if this, this podcast got morbid and you didn't expect it to be talking about death, but, you know, when I pass on and go, whatever I leave behind is in the hands of the people who find it. You know, it's in the hands of, like, if I, let's say if, if something happened right now, it'd be hands of my parents and my brother. They're not going to continue this. They're not going to pick up what I did and carry it on. Because that's not their thing. That's not what they're into. It's not what they can do. Uh, my mom's not exactly, you know, out there drawing seven hands and putting them on t-shirts. Um, it's It's just, it ends with me. And it always will do. So, why would I have time and space to even consider what I can and can't get done in my lifetime? Because, in reality, I should just do the things which I enjoy. I've said this before, I I create as a way of coping. I create as... It's something which I enjoy doing. I think this is the, the, the difference which I find when I speak to a lot of artists is... A lot of artists really struggle just with the process of creating in general. Whereas I struggle with the process of not creating. I struggle with the idea that, you know, if I if I had a regular a regular role and I didn't draw and I didn't paint and I didn't create in any way, shape or form, I'd drive myself nuts. And I, I feel like there's a value, such a value in allowing yourself a cathartic escape and allowing yourself that moment to say, hey, we should do something we enjoy. And that's not to say, I'm not even, you know, so bold as to say I don't have anxiety, because of course I have anxieties. You've seen me have anxieties, and you've seen me chat. Um, I've got a whole podcast about how I can't talk to people in public places. And, yeah, I can't. But those are things I have control of. <laughs> you know, those are things which I control those are my decisions, things which I affect. But the timeline for my life and the, the, the things around me is just completely unwritten. Completely un- un- unresolved. And it forever will be. There's such a focus, and the media takes it like a real saccharine line on this, that they're always trying to apply timelines to you. 
people will always try and t- apply tidyhams to you. I mean, I'm 31. And the amount of lists which I got, which were things to do before you're 30, and now it's things to do before you're 40, and now it's, you know, eventually it'll be things to see before you're 60, and then, you know, things to do before you die. All of them. They just, they really want you to have this timeline because they're really imbuing you with this fear. And this is going to sound, you know, hugely, I guess, conspiracy-esque. But this, like, the, the whole idea of media and advertising is that they need to convince you you need something. And they need to convince you that you need to do something to buy a product. Because that's what advertising is, right? No one advertises by saying, you don't need this. Here's the thing. That's how I advertise. That's how I do my work. That's exactly how I advertise, by the way. Um, I don't tell people they need things. I just say, here's some stuff. This is why I'm not a full-time artist, right? But that's not how, that's how advertising works. Advertising works by saying you need something. It's even if they approach it from kind of like a, a point of view of like, oh, it's not that we're telling you you need something. We're trying to fill a need, see a need, fill a need. That kind of structure. That's a reference to robots. If you've seen the animated film, and that's that's the way they work. So when people talk about timelines and life and death and your age and how are you going to get things done, you know, that's the whole point of lists, which are like people to see before they're 30. You know, the, the people who are blowing up right now, all these glow-ups and all these different little reactions and conceptions which are associated with the world around them, which they had no point in resolving and they couldn't really control. And a lot of it's to do with luck. Look at them. They're doing so much better than you. That means you need to go find solutions. Why do you need solutions? Oh, you need solutions because we can sell you products which are solutions. That's everything that the media is, regardless of whether it's news, advertising, anything, right? And it's fake. All of it's fake. All of it comes down to... We don't know when this ends. And that's just a reality for us. As human beings, we should spend our time doing things which we are passionate about and things which we enjoy and shouldn't be made to feel bad when we're not doing those things. Yeah. That's the simplest way I can put it. And, I, and at the same time, I know I'm saying all this and I know that it, it, it may not mean anything to you because you do deal with anxiety and you do deal with your life. I, can, it's, I don't want this, this podcast to come across as like a live, laugh, love on episode 150 because we're not about that. You know, we have the T-shirt. The T-shirt says, get fucked, die young, drink coffee. Um, because I, I see those slogans and they're very toxic. And they're very along the lines of, if you don't obey this way, then you're bad as a human being. And that's just not reality, right? Because I can say all of this and I can explain it to you how I view the world. And it doesn't change how you react to things because you're a product as much as I'm a product. I don't know how I ended up with this as my mindset. And I don't remember in any way, shape or form, like a moment where it's like, yeah, that. But that's the mindset I have. That's how I've ended up in the situation that I have and the mentality I have when I create projects. That's why I keep creating projects. That's why I keep creating art. It's why I just kind of do the things I do. It's not. It's less about motivation and more about how I view my space within the world. 
in that I don't think anything I do matters. I don't think it will ever matter. And even even if it made it big, even if I got out of my way and, you know, really became a, a, a subject of discussion within culture, at some, some point, that's going to be gone. Everything is going to be gone. But I enjoy doing it. And I enjoy being able to help those around me deal with the life they've been given by producing the stuff I do. As much as it was a coping mechanism for me, it can be a coping mechanism for you. And that's why I kind of keep doing it. And I think episode 150 was just... I guess it it came to a point of why I needed to think about this. And that other conversation I had was registering with me of yeah i do I do just see life as kind of like some a bunch of endpoints, which I'm not really worried about. You don't know how the book is written, you don't know how long the book is going to be. You may just run out of pages one day, but if you enjoy reading, then you should probably just keep reading, right? Not worrying about when the pages will run out. Hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully there's some logic somewhere within this long ramble about timelines and motivation and how we create. I gotta record another podcast after this. But hopefully... Hopefully I won't die following this podcast. Yeah. Not because I'm worried about the timeline ending, but there's a cookie downstairs and I don't want to go to waste. (laughs) Hope you guys are safe and well. Happy 150th. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.